I was young, I had two pair of leaves. Besides that, the pinstripes and the gray. Uh-huh. The one I wore on Mondays and Wednesdays. Uh-huh. While niggas flirt, I'm throwing tigers on my shirt. And alligators, uh-huh. you want to see the inside, huh? I'll see you later. Here come the drama. Oh, that's that nigga with the fake. Uh-huh. Wow, why you punch me in my face? Stay in your place, play your position. Uh-huh. Here come my intuition. Uh-huh. Go in this nigga pocket. Rob him while his friends watch it. That hoes clock it. Uh-huh. Here comes respect. Cruise your crew, or they might be next. Look at they man, ah, big man, they never try. So we roll with them, uh, stole with them. I mean, loyalty. Niggas bought me milks at lunch, the milks with chocolate, the cookies, butter crunch. Enterprising, I ain't have to be in school by 10. I then began to encounter with my counter parts of how to burn the block apart. Break it down into sections. Drugs by these selections. Some use pipes, others use injections. To rinse so separately, fright the deputy. Quick to grab my Smith and Wesson like my dick was missing. To protect my position, my corner, my layer. While we out here, say the hustler's prayer. If the game shakes me or breaks me, I hope it makes me a better man.
me. I like that. When I was young, I had two pair of leads. Besides that, the pinstripes and the gray. Uh -huh. The one I wore on Mondays and Wednesdays. Uh -huh. My niggas flirt. I'm throwing tigers on my shirt and alligators. Uh -huh. You want to see the inside? Huh? I'll see you later. Here come the drama. Oh, that's that nigga with the fake. Uh -huh. Wow. Why you punch me in my face? Stay in your place. Play your position. Uh -huh. Here come my intuition. Uh -huh. Go in this nigga pocket. Rob him while his friends watch it. That hoes clock it. Uh -huh. Here comes respect. Cruise your crew, or they might be next. Look at they man, ah, big man, they never try. So we roll with them, uh, stole with them. I mean, loyalty. Niggas bought me milks at lunch. The milks with chocolate, the cookies, butter crunch. 
me. I like that. When I was young, I had two pair of leads. Besides that, the pinstripes and the gray. Uh-huh. The one I wore on Mondays and Wednesdays. Uh-huh. While niggas flirt, I'm throwing tigers on my shirt. And alligators. Uh-huh. You want to see the inside? Huh? I'll see you later. They come the drama. Oh, that's that nigga with the fake. Uh-huh. Wow. Why you punch me in my face? Stay in your place. Play your position. Uh-huh. They come my intuition. Uh-huh. Go in this nigga pocket. Rob him all his friends watch it. That hoes clock it. Uh-huh. Here comes respect. Crew's your crew, or they might be next. Look at they man, I big man, they never try. So we roll with them, uh, stole with them. I mean, loyalty. Niggas bought me milk as money. Huh, man, man, oh man, man, oh man, dude, bro. Oh. You know what? I think last year. We had a pretty eventful two-year anniversary. I remember the show was fucked up because the Wi-Fi kept bugging out. Um, but I Not think true. we... But, bro, this tops any fucking... This to, This is one of the most loaded episodes ever. This is probably the most loaded episode ever. Um, God fucking Lee, bro. Um... Boy, oh boy, do we have a lot to talk about. A little bit we touched on prior. Um, a little bit we touched on on Monday and a little bit on no, not Sunday. Um, but yeah, Monday. Uh, a little bit of this. A little bit of this we t- we touched on Monday, but boy, oh boy. And oh man. Oh, Fucking Man, there's a lot of shit to talk about, bro. But um Man, I guess we'll start you guys off with uh um the news about your boys, the IWC's best kept secret, man. You see it on the shirt. You see it on the shirt, bro. T- tomorrow's the actual date, but this is the episode that yeah. marks Three years Damn. of the Notorious Seals podcast, bro. Um, man, it really is, bro. It really is. So last night, last night, um, you know, last night when we were getting the show ready, it genuinely did not hit me because there has been so much news. Oh, I, I almost forgot. That it, yeah. it was it was the three year anniversary, man. But, bro, um, yes, I, I last night, um, also, uh, I I took the time to watch our uh, I took the time to watch our um our very first episode. I usually like to do that every now and again, just to <laughs> just a constant a constant reminder, uh, for me that uh we're doing something right um mm-hmm. and a constant reminder to um just keep pushing ahead just keep pushing ahead man um uh yeah it, it's it's crazy man this show uh genuinely for me is is an outlet um when times aren't the best there's been a lot of times lately where times aren't the best um there's been a lot of times lately where times aren't the best, man, and uh, 
man, uh, this show, this show, uh, genuinely keeps my head above water. Uh, it really does. You guys keep my head above water. Um, whether it's, uh, you know, whether, whether, you know, it's anybody in chat, it's, uh, Sir K. I got to give everybody their props, man, because, um, man, uh, yes, this show genuinely, genuinely has helped me through some, some rough fucking times, man. And, uh, just props to the show, man. Props to the brand, I guess. Um, it, it, again, it's genuinely, it's genuinely been, uh, such a, such a lifesaver for me. Um, I usually like to touch on this every year just for the new viewers, man. But this show started, um, this show started off, uh, just me and Sir K wanted to just, just do a little something after we graduated from high school. Yeah. Um, just do a little something, um, school. I, I, I always sucked at school. I always sucked at school. I always fucking hated school. And, uh, I wanted to fully do something when we got out of school, um, and I really wanted to sink my teeth into it and, and really just kind of put my head down and just go knee deep in, in, knee deep in the podcast game. And, um, and we did, we did, and, I, and I'm so proud of it. Uh, I'm, this, this is, this is genuinely, uh, this is genuinely, man, it's only been three years, but this feels like my life's work. Uh, I, I constantly constantly think about this show i constantly think about how we can better this show i constantly think about how we can innovate um sir k's been there for all of it some of my ideas fucking suck but some <laughs> but but some of them are so fucking ridiculous um and obviously we don't go through with them but uh but uh just constantly constantly trying to constantly trying to innovate man um and and I, I wanna I wanna give I wanna give uh, special props to the man right next to me. Well, right next to me to you guys, man, uh, Sir K, bro, um, man, just the the uh, the amount uh, the amount of the amount of time you put into this, and and the the amount of the amount of effort you give to this show, and the amount of of laughs you give me over your uh carelessness of the WWE product is just um amazing and uh you are you are I I don't tell you I appreciate you enough um I don't tell you I appreciate you enough uh your time is so valuable and you give me so much of your time this man works some days 2:30 to 11 and and he comes on here Monday and does the show afterwards, and that uh, that it's means that that means that means the world to me. And see, there it is, right there. Uh, that means the world to me, man. Again, time time is so valuable, uh, and you give me so much of your time out of your day uh, to to come and be here and be um, <laughs> to be my favorite part of the show. Um, uh, and and again, I, I genuinely I don't tell you I. I I, I try to tell you I appreciate you a lot, man, but I feel like that's even that's not enough, man. I mean, time is so valuable. So props to Sir K, man. Again, the 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 sleepless nights, bro. We get out of here at fucking two o'clock, and this man is dead tired because he fucking worked all day. Um, I, I it, it means the world. It means the world. Um, and to everybody in chat, bro. Um, to everybody in chat, man. I. 
you guys see him he's here every week man the old man uh my my pops um my pops bro uh yeah you support me so much uh you support me so much man um and and i love you and i i'm uh, i'm proud of you and i appreciate you durante bro you're here every week always checking up on us bell you're our you're our sister I don't know how old you are, depending on if you're our older or younger sister, uh, whatever it is, you're, you're our twisted sister and we love you, man. Uh, Logan, Logan, uh, Logan's our low bro, man. We all know, we all know how it is with Logan, man. We, uh, we basically grew up with that man, um, over PlayStation chats. Um, and thank you for always being there for us and always believing in us and always giving us your input and your thoughts um on the show whenever we ask you man so we appreciate you man we love you uh and and everybody else that stops by i mean for real it means the world uh even if you stop by once and i and i can't remember your name to our regulars durante bell logan my pops jt the fed jonathan fedna uh rich rich is one of our newer one of our newer viewers man so so genuinely uh from the bottom of my heart that's what I got to say on the show. Um, and yeah, I'm, I'm going gi- to give the floor. I'm going to give the floor to Sir K. But thank you guys so much for a fucking amazing three years. And to many more, man. Let's fucking go. Oh, yeah, man. Thank you, guys. And thank you. You are the passion behind this show. It wouldn't be nearly as good as it is without you, your ideas, your time and hard work. There, there's days where we're just sitting in a PlayStation party and you're spending the whole night making this graphic or these graphics or new stuff that's not even revealed yet. <clears throat> and it, it's crazy, man. The passion you have for this is insane. <clears throat> insane. And it's the reason that it's this level of quality is because of you and the time you put into it. And it, it's awesome, man. It's awesome. Thank you. Thank you, guys, man. It's, this shit's crazy. I love doing it, man. Um, no matter what I have to subject myself to with WWE product, um, it's always worth it to talk to you guys. Because <laughs> that's the best part of this, man. Talking to you guys after the show, especially when it is a horrible show, it just makes it, makes it even more fun. It really does, man. A horrible show is so well-rounded. By coming on here and talking to you guys about what a shit show it might be. Monday this past Sunday, exactly, <laughs> bro. This past Sunday and Monday, that shit has been great, man. I love, I love to get out here talking to you guys. I love the reaction, seeing your guys' opinions. I love it, man. It's way better than fucking having your opinions on Twitter, man. Because, <laughs> whew, that place, dog. But um, thank you, bro. Thank you. You're you're the reason this any of this exists, man. And it, and it's as good as it is. You make every single graphic. You make every single T-shirt. Everything, man. You are the Notorious Hills podcast, man. And it, it's crazy, man. Um, and I love it, man. I love it. I love being on here. And I can't wait to see how how it evolves, man. I always love one thing. I love to see with our old videos. It's like the old graphics. The old, you know, thumbnail formats, the old background formats, everything. It's crazy to think, man, how it used to look and how it looks now and how it's going to look in the future. We're going to look back on this and be like, damn, it looked like that. It, it's always awesome, man. And it does not feel like three years. It really does not. 
Absolutely, bro. Ugh, absolutely. Thank you so much for that, man. That ah, that means the world, man. That means the world. Um, and and also, Durante. Um, thank you for considering us legends. Um, in our thank small you, world here on YouTube. Uh, yeah, and and again, and not only not only thank you to Durante for always coming and checking up on us, man. But thank you for always uh, thank you for always making me laugh, man. For real, for real. But um, really, man, truly. But yes, uh, yes, I appreciate that, man. I appreciate that. I appreciate all of you. I appreciate, um, I appreciate Sir K, man. This, I know you say there's no Notorious Seals podcast without me, but to me, there's no Notorious Seals podcast with you, bro. This is our, uh, this is our adventure, man. This is our tenure. Um, and, and honestly, honestly, man, uh, again, thank you for all the time you put into this, um, and I hate your guts for making me emotional, but it, <laughs> I just had to throw that out there, man. And, um, and, uh, yes, I mean, I mean, seriously, bro, time, time is so valuable, man. And, and, and I know it could be, I know it could be rough. I know it could be rough sometimes because, uh, cause there is, um, there, there are a lot of people that don't want to, that don't want to grant our time off to watch some wrestling shows but uh truly uh it is it is it is so appreciated um and uh i try to tell you as much as i possibly can but it's 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 not enough bro it's not enough and uh you're yeah. so appreciative man and thank you th just thank you so much for for tireless tireless fucking nights i i know i know i know how it is bro i know how it is um thank you but, man thank you and those weekends wouldn't be as bad if Mr. No Work Time wouldn't fucking do two weekends in a row. One of them's a fucking holiday. That's fucking Mr. Miserable. No Day Job Gone. But uh, genuinely, man, I know it's only been three years, but this feels like this genuinely feels like my really life's does. work, man. Um, amazing. I'm so proud. Hell yeah. All right, man. Now for the real tears. <laughs> WWE actually let me hop into the fucking intro <laughs> so okay man what is going on what is going on guys we are back with yet again another edition of the Notorious Seals podcast man this is the three-year anniversary of the Notorious Seals podcast this is also episode 156 of the news um if you guys did miss this past Monday's edition of Unscripted and the weekend festivities of the WrestleMania review. Um, and again, Monday's unscripted. The worst. Not a question. The oh, worst. You, bro, usually usually for the titles, man, we like to give you guys a nice question to hook you in and to and you know to get you yeah. excited for the video. This fucking Monday, we couldn't even put a question behind that motherfucking unscripted. The worst. The worst Raw after WrestleMania ever. That, as well as the Night 1 and Night 2 WrestleMania reviews. You guys can all find those on all platforms, man. Um, Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts. And if you want to see it first, join us right here after the Big 5 for WWE and the Big 5 for AEW. Well, it looks like they have fucking six this year. Um, fucking <laughs> <laughs> No work con, man. Uh, we'll get to that in a little bit. But um, <laughs> the big five for WWE and the big five for AEW. Um, we're on directly afterwards uh, for those shows. And um, every Monday, 
after Monday Night Raw for Notorious Unscripted, man. So, with that, man, if you guys have not got a chance to get your hands on some of the official Notorious Hills podcast merchandise, man, this is all available on Bonfire.com, man. Link is at the top of the description of this very video, and it is in either mine or Sir K's social media pages, man. Um... You can get all eight of these beautiful designs live on the merch shop, man. That is bonfire.com. Again, link is at the top of the description of this video. I don't know why I'm saying this again, but you have all eight of these beautiful designs available on the merch shop. Um, uh, the Chicago flag design, the Chicago skyline design, the base logo design, the best kept secret to the IWC as I'm sporting today, the notorious scratch logo, the only community that matters, the uncrowned kings of the IWC. And the Christmas merch, man. All eight of these beautiful designs are available in more than just a t-shirt. Live again on Bonfire.com. Link is at the top of the description of this very video. And it is in either mine or Sir K's social media pages, man. So, with that, if this is your first time watching and you guys do not know your IWC's best kept secret... I am Johnny Mayhem, one half of the host of this very show, and as for the other half, we got Sir K here, man. We got my man Sir K. How the hell are you, bro? Yeah, I'm good, man. I'm good. Just been chilling out, man. Just um, just been hanging out, man. Been pretty normal, besides all this fucking news and shit going on. Other than that, day-to-day -day life is all the same, man. Just been chilling. And just been having to hear an annoying neighbor dog all day. And you guys might still hear him occasionally. A fucking chop so, in the background. Dude, <laughs> he's fucking crazy, man. <laughs> yeah, he fucking goes. But, um, but, um, I'm good, man. I'm good. Just been chilling out, man. Like Durante always asks, man. I was like, how's family? Life's good. Family's been good. What about you, Durante, and everybody in chat? What about you, bro? How are you doing? Yeah, man, I'm good, bro. I'm good. Um, as Durante always asks, man, I'm good. Family's good, as always, man. Um, and what about you, Durante? And thank you guys for thank you guys for being here. And how the hell are you guys, man? Uh <clears throat> Jesus. Uh yes, how the hell are you guys, man? Durante, Logan, Bell bell pops everybody watch on all platforms and everybody um who's gonna watch on the replay man so so, yeah. so um yeah uh man um so man uh yes and thank you for the compliment um thank you for the compliment well i don't know if it's a compliment towards us or that legendary monday night raw um I hope we did a legendary unscripted. Um, I think it was. I, I, I have a feeling it was too, man. And uh, man, uh, if that was one piece of the pie, you guys are going to get the whole rest of the piece of the pie tonight, man. So, golly. Um, man, dude, Monday, Monday fucking shook me to a core. I, Bro, I genuinely didn't even know what to say. I genuinely did not even know what to fucking say, man. Um... Yeah. There, there's there's nothing to say really um but today we have a lot more um confirmation on a lot of things that did go on we have a fucking loaded episode of news also i'm thinking about this man i'm thinking about this and a lot a lot of people were saying you know vince mcmahon only had control of raw well we're gonna find out today 
he had a lot of control in Mania that was other than what they told us, which was just sitting on a headset and asking questions. I think he altered a lot of those decisions. I, I do not think Finn Balor was supposed to lose. No. After all the shit we've seen, I genuinely do not know that Cody Rhodes was supposed to lose. I mean, I don't know they if they were him. custom, but we've been seeing uh, video surfacing of Cody Rhodes' side plates. I just got a weird feeling, man. I got a weird fucking feeling that uh, a lot of the things on, on Mania as well were also uh were were also um altered and, and switched and man it just I mean after I mean that Monday night it, you know if that was bad Monday night raw absolutely just fucking killed it I think. Oh dude oh yeah that shit insanely bad man <sighs> I don't know man I don't know because yeah. I was seeing the side plates. It was either night, the morning of night one or the, the right before we went to bed at night two. At, no, reverse that. The morning of night two or right before we went to bed the night of night one. Either way, I saw the fucking side plates, but I didn't even think about them. But like, hmm. So, I, I it. that's the thing too. That's the thing too is uh, I feel, I, I feel... I feel it's just the most Vince McMahon of things to have Cody lose, to have Cody lose. What's up, Fed? What's up, man? Um, I feel it is the most Vince McMahon of things to have Cody lose to uh, kind of make him uh, work for it a little bit, being that he is an AEW godfather. Exactly, because per WWE, they don't really see the struggle outside of the company. No. So you're gonna have to do more work in the company with, with those guys. Yep. That's just how that company works. Yeah. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. So um I don't know, man. I don't know. However, yeah, I don't know, man. I'm get, I'm getting that vibe. Finn Balor, especially though. There's Finn, no that is the most Vince McMahon of outcomes you guys know. You guys are well aware. You guys are well aware that um, you guys are well aware that if Vince McMahon would have stayed in charge, Judgment Day would not be half of what it is right now. Judgment Day would be dead and buried. The group would probably be broken up by now, long broken up by now. But um, oh yeah, that group would have been horrid. But they you fucking... know exactly. You know that story always ended with Vince with Vince McMahon having Edge, you know, come back and destroy the group. But, also, Triple H had Judgment Day lose at Elimination Chamber just for Finn to go on to lose at Mania as well? And the Demon? Nah, I'm not buying yeah. that. Dude, that can't be, bro. That literally can't be. Yeah, I, I did see... I, I did see a... um, uh, I know about the fan-created belt... But I'm not sure if those side plates. I mean, they look legit. They look, look legit, legit as hell. Um, I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't know. Just, just theorizing though. Um, you know, obviously. But all right, man. Let's start you guys off with uh, our 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 first big chunk of the pie. All right. Dominic's entrance at WrestleMania. Are you talking about the Jeff entrance? 
Is that what you're talking about? Was it that one? Dang. I thought it was Jeff, man. I thought it was, too. That's just me. It's just me, though. I did see him in the truck, though. He was in there. Um. <laughs> all right, man. All right. The first big chunk of the pie, we went over this a little bit on Monday when it broke. WWE has officially been sold to Endeavor. It was not the Saudis. It was not the Saudis. Instead, instead, it was quite possibly. Um, instead, it was somebody that Vince McMahon has been friends with for 23 years. Somebody mm. who, according to the man himself, would would love to keep Vince McMahon in charge. You see where we're going with this? Mm-hmm. All right, man. WWE has announced that it has signed an agreement to purchase a majority share of WWE at 51% with existing WWE shareholders owning the remaining 49%. Uh, percent. A new w, a new yet to be named company will be forced consisting of both WWE and UFC, which will be worth over twenty one billion dollars. The new company, uh, the new company will be led by CEO Ari, uh, Ariel Emanuel, uh, with Vince McMahon as executive chairman and Mark Shapiro. As chief operating officer, Dana White will continue as president of WWE, and Nick Khan, man, will be president of WWE. Well, there it is, man. And just to start, um, UFC is ran like shit. Uh, wrestlers are underpaid as it is, but UFC underpays the fuck out of their fighters. Um Yeah, man. I mean if you if you are not Connor McGregor or John Jones or somebody like that, odds are you get paid like shit. Uh first wrong move. Second wrong move, um <laughs> second wrong move is these fucking pay-per-views, bro. UFC mm-hmm. does monthly pay-per-views. Uh, I believe, and they are $60. Why do I just have a feeling that they are going to uh, take WWE back down that road? I could totally see it, man. Vince would see that money, and he would go for it, because there would be people that will fucking pay for that shit. You know there will be. And people always bring up in that argument the Peacock stuff. Not only is Peacock probably down for that, like Nick Khan said, but if not, they just buy him out that Peacock deal yep. with this sale money and just remake that money back, making $60 fucking pay-per-views. Like... <sighs> yeah, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> it's not a good thing, man. Um, I, I, I do, you know... Um, Dana Dana White paying uh, underpaying his uh, his fighter uh, his fighters is oh, sorry about that is a Dana White thing, but I, I I don't want WWE to kind of see that and say oh well we could probably do the same same sort of thing. Um, 
Okay. Okay. Well, that that's good. That's good. But I don't know, man. I don't know. I, I don't want... I mean, like I said, wrestlers are fucking underpaid as it is, Um, if you ask me. Yeah. Uh, it's ridiculous that basketball players and football players get paid fucking $230 million a year. Meanwhile, wrestlers' salary... I mean, if you're a... You know, if you're at uh, if you're at the top of the card, man, you're getting anywhere from one million to. I mean, if you're fucking Brock Lesnar full time, if we're talking full time, you're getting anywhere from one million to five, maybe yeah. six, stretching it. Um, exactly. But uh, and, and and those guys, those guys get that. Um, those guys get that. Those those guys get those deals and. Um, those guys get those deals and they do not have an off season and they have to work untelevised events and they got to do this and that and this and that. And wrestlers are just fucking underpaid as fuck. Um, and, and I, Oh, I was just going to say, um, as I finish up here, I, I just don't want to see them. I, I don't, I don't want to see them. Um, I don't want to see them kind of start rubbing elbows with that kind of, that kind of stuff. Because no, UFC is a, shady, a sloppy shop. They really are. They're, they're, that's a that's a horrible place to work, man. That's why Matt Riddle left that shit. He hates Dana White and the way that shit was ran. You know what I mean? Yeah. So uh, that that's it's scary, especially because the way they say it that like w, that F, FCU, UFC <laughs> and WWE are gonna merge into one. That makes no sense and. How would the company work? So that sounds real weird, and I'm I'm scared for that shit. I'm scared for the people that work for this fucking company, man. I really am. So the good thing is this actually dropped today. Is um Dana White, Dana White, uh, spoke to AP News regarding the UFC and WWE merger. And uh, one of the things he said was uh, there won't really be any type of crossover between WWE and God. UFC. So God. that's like, that's a good thing. Yes, and I'll just make it like one name. That's what it's, what it's looking like. Because what else would a merger be at that point? They would just merge it into like one identity, which the identity is what scares me the most. You're not going to have your fucking WWE logo on anything anymore? You're going to have this alternate other company logo on everything? That seems like it's fucking getting rid of history to me. Did I? Damn. Did I say they make $250 million a year? I think I did. Sorry, they make $250 million deals that are worth like $50, $50 million a year. You yeah. Know, compared to a wrestler, that's fucking... That's still fucking nothing. Um, oh, that's literally... Yeah, <laughs> just making fucking two fifty million a year. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, man. Um, so thankfully, thankfully that's thankfully that's uh, that won't be a thing. Uh, but yeah, man. I mean, it's just I, I don't know. I don't know. Um, it's it's ridiculous. Is it, it's it's sorry. It would have been ridiculous if they if they were even going to entertain some sort of WWE and UFC crossover. And again, if they, it also is really weird with with like you were mentioning the lo the logo the, the WWE logo is so iconic. Uh, any any era of the logo is so iconic. I hope 
I hope they don't try to make some new logo that's weird. Um, no. Like, that be fucked. Yeah, I hope not, man, but we'll just have to wait and see on that. But apparently the, the deal won't be finalized, like, officially finalized until later in the year. I think they said yeah. the third or fourth quarter, and... I think that's when they that's when they said they're officially going to to merge. Um, yeah. So do all that shit. Yeah. So that's that's good. That's good. Um. But yeah, man. So that is the uh, that's the news on the WWE and UFC merger. Um. Now let's talk about this interview, man. Let's talk about this fucking interview that happened with Ari Emanuel. And Vince McMahon. Um, <sighs> Ari Emanuel spoke. Let me see. Okay. Endeavor CEO Ari Emanuel confirms unstoppable um, Dana White and Vince McMahon will remain in control over their respective promotions. Man. So, that yeah, literally, that, that's all I needed to read. We could, we could fucking end there. But let's go a little bit deeper into this, man. So sources claim that Endeavor CEO has assured people that Dana White and Vince McMahon will have complete control over their promotions. He said, Dana's got the say as it relates to the UFC, Vince as it relates to the WWE. We will have nothing to do with the creative process. That's Vince's and Dana's situation. It, dude... Uh, uh, the fact that people still believe that Triple H is going to be running the shows blows it's, my uh, fucking mind. It's these people just holding on to their last hopes. They they can't believe that fucking Triple H got booted, but bro got booted. It's this shit all Vince now. It you know. It's it's one of those things. It's like all week you don't want to believe it, like. When I was talking about Summer, like I was talking about SummerSlam, um, with with one of my friends, and I was talking about how excited I was, and then it fucking hit me. I was like, "Wait a minute, this shit's probably gonna be a Vince McMahon run SummerSlam. I'm like this shit's probably gonna fucking suck." But I'm still in that mindset of like Triple H, yeah. so it's gonna take me a minute because I was talking about SummerSlam like I was hype, and then I I literally said to him, I was like, "Oh, wait a minute," I was like. Triple H isn't booking the fucking show anymore, so... Fucking Vince SummerSlams? Oh, bro. Those are the most overhyped fucking shows of the year. Dude. Oh, I hate Vince SummerSlams. Triple H is the only person that made me like a SummerSlam. I hate the idea of SummerSlam. It is one of the worst pay-per-views of their fucking calendar. And now it's going to be it again. Because fucking Vince... And if there's one thing worse than Vince SummerSlams, it's Vince Survivor Series. <laughs> oh, Dude, it those, sounds 
Dude, in the beginning of the draft, those were so fun. But man, the past couple years, bro, they I fucking worst. blew. They the worst shows, man. Ugh, horrendous. Other than like the Roman matches, except for the one with Biggie, I wasn't a fan of that. The one with Drew was a banger. Um, mm-hmm. you know, last last year was one of my favorite Survivor series. That was probably my favorite Survivor series of all time. Um, yeah. that shit was just goaded. But um, man, those blue. Those fucking blue. Even those couple years with the brand split under Vince. Like, 2016 was fucking amazing. Minus the Goldberg and Brock stuff. 2017 was awesome as well. I think that was the year we got Shield and New Day. 2018 and 19 were okay. Um, And then 2020... 2020 it's like certain things on them are okay though you know like it's not everything like majority of the show blows but you know sometimes you get a good main event to kind of make up for a little bit of it yeah this year we'll probably just get some generic roman match yep dude who, dude especially if people are some people are looking to leave who the fuck is is roman gonna face for next year i <laughs> yeah, I'm going to this fucking point. I, I know. Conor McGregor, man. I guess. Um. So Emmanuel, Emmanuel stated he wanted nothing to do with how UFC and WWE decide to go about things. He added, "I've got Vince McMahon, a visionary that sees around the corner." Are you fucking serious, man? I've got Dana White and what we've built. Damn, I guess Dana White's not a visionary that sees around the corner. Um, That's pretty unstoppable. The Endeavor CEO is positive about becoming one publicly traded company. You could just tell right there he has all the faith in the world in Vince McMahon, and I cannot wait to see his investment fucking take a shit. Right in his right in front of his fucking face. Um, exactly, bro, because <laughs> this fire Vince shit is is great an idea. It ain't gonna fucking work. This dude ain't gonna care. No. Maybe in a year's time, if if the if the sale went really bad, it might. But in the short term, that shit ain't working. You know, Vince, why couldn't you take notes on how Ari Emanuel is a CEO? You don't touch shit. Dude doesn't fucking do. He dude doesn't give a fuck about anything. And no matter what, he's making money. Vince, we we've been saying this for years, man. Why can't Vince just step back and let Triple H just create magic? No. And it's so funny because Vince would probably be the most beloved business person ever if he did that shit. Yeah. But oh, obviously, fucking horrible shit he does, but. You know these fans. If he if he just let Triple H do what he wanted, people wouldn't even care about the about the horrible crimes he committed. You know these fans. Yeah. Don't look right past that shit. 100%. He would be loved, and, and he's fucking hated because he's a fucking idiot. This shit don't make sense, man. And and Ari Emanuel is his boy, and this this is horrible, man. And this explains a lot why this company randomly sold to Endeavor. That makes a lot of sense of this sale. Yeah, well, uh, to answer Bell's comment, I'm saying when Vince was CEO of WWE, which was, you know, the past fucking 20 years or whatever, um, 
I mean, I know. I mean, obviously, I know now he's not. But um, I don't know why he couldn't just look at his boy. They've been boys for 20 years. Why couldn't he just look at Mr. Ari and say, man, why don't I just step back and let fucking Triple H run the show? Uh, but instead, instead, we get that Raw after Mania. That's what we got in return. Um, uh, why he couldn't take notes on his boy for the past 20 years uh, completely f- is fucking beyond me. But um, I don't know, man. I don't know. It's it is. Uh, I, I don't you don't. I don't even know what to say. I don't even I genuinely don't even know what to say. Um, but yeah, man. So Vince McMahon, uh, the the proof, uh, like I always say, man, the proof is in the fucking pudding. He literally just said Vince McMahon has full control over the company. And if you watch this, this is how you know this guy has not watched any fucking WWE in the past fucking six months, six to nine months or however long Triple H has had the company. How do you not see the fucking potential in him to, to further book your shows, especially after, especially after, and there's a couple stories, there was a couple stories by some uncredible people, you know, um, our buddy Mr. Carrier from Ringside News, we got a couple stories from other people at Ringside News, but there's been a couple stories that have kind of passed through, we choose not to, we've, we chose not to go over them because they're from the man himself, and, um, so there was some stories, uh, from him. And again, I, I don't need, I don't need any fucking journalists, any wrestling journalist to tell me and never sees what the fuck is going on. Vince McMahon oh, has been that. trending for a week, a fucking week straight. And not just any old Vince McMahon. It is hashtag fire Vince or hashtag fire Vince McMahon. They see what the fuck is going on. Are they going to do anything about it? No. But how do you see that and not say, Ooh, okay. All right. I, I, I think maybe we should give Mr. Paul Levesque a shot here. No, just give the not company to Vince McMahon and have him run the fucking company into the ground again. Go figure, man. Un fucking believable unbelievable it's always it's always the fucking idiots bro um and you know it doesn't shock me at all that vince mcmahon sold the company to somebody that is his boy and somebody that uh he knew would keep him in control because he's a visionary so if he's a visionary, what the fuck do you call Triple H for the past nine fucking months? Come on. <laughs> yes, that that's exactly, that's the only word at this point. It's horrible, man. And, and like I said, this just explains so much about why this company randomly sold to fucking Endeavor. It's because Vince's boy runs the fucking company. That's even worse. Absolutely. Absolutely, bro. No question. So. All right, man. Guys, it's time to hear. It's time to hear Vince McMahon's side of the story. 
What did Vince have to say about this? Ah, uh, let me see. All right, man. Vince McMahon on the sale of WWE. On April 3rd, WWE announced a transaction agreement that would see the company sell to Endeavor to merge with UFC to porn to porn to form a what the fuck to form a public goddamn bro to form a publicly a new publicly traded company. Speaking on Squawk in the Box, what the fuck? <laughs> the allegations uh, were mentioned as McMahon was asked about his legacy. His legacy. Uh, his legacy. Man, can we get that fucking clip of Jay Briscoe saying, bitch, I'll cement the driveway? Instead of cement in the fucking legacy, bro. Dude. Alright, man. Vince McMahon had this to say about his legacy. He says, and I quote, I've made mistakes, obviously, personally and professionally. No shit. You should so much mistakes, you should be in jail rather than conducting any kind of fucking interview. Literally, literally, man. Those ain't mistakes. They are crimes. Exactly. Exactly. Um, I've made, uh, I've obviously, personally and professionally, through my 50-year career, I've owned up to every single one of them and then moved on. You did not own up to shit. Let me just finish this. Um, I'm not sure... I'm not sure of the legacy stuff. I'm not going to write it. I don't know. Uh, I, I don't know. I want to say as someone who has an extraordinary amount of fun and great passion for what they did and wound up with the biggest deal has ever been done in his life. End quote. McMahon said... As he pointed to Endeavor CEO Ari Emanuel, who is sitting next to him, Ari said the only person who should control his legacy is Vince himself. What? <laughs> Vince what? said, Vince said, absolutely. When he, uh, when he asked if WWE would have sold if the scandal didn't happen, he says it makes sense. Nothing has ever happened like this before. I'm always looking for what's best for our stockholders <laughs> and our company. <laughs> what? Uh, um, the, I'm always looking for what's best for our stockholders and our company. This is the best thing that has happened in a long time. Uh, all, all the WrestleMania combined, all the WrestleManias combined doesn't equal to the magnitude uh, to the magnitude we will do together. Suck a fucking dick. You want to know the best thing that's happened to your company? Fucking Paul motherfucking Levesque is the best thing that's ever happened to your fucking company. Meanwhile, okay, 
let's back it up a little bit. Let's rewind to this, uh, to the first part. Let's rewind to the first part. You've owned up and moved on. Did you own up or did, hey, hey, there he is. We were just talking Mm -hmm. about you. I was just telling them how I was excited for SummerSlam. I was telling you Thursday, yesterday, I was telling you how I was excited for SummerSlam. And then I had the realization that Vince McMahon was back in charge. But regardless, he's owned up to every single one of them, man. Sir Kate, let me ask you something, man. Do you feel Vince McMahon has owned up to every single one of these? Yeah, no, no. There's probably stuff that happened that still hasn't released yet, man. If he was owning up, he would be in jail for the rest of his goddamn old ass life. But um, no, no, he did not, man. But what about you? <laughs> well. <sighs> Well, Bill, I apologize. I forget. We forgot to give you a trigger warning. Uh, and we're we're now reporting um, on the Vicky Guerrero stuff. Um, just just get her gone. That's, yeah, that's, that's horrible. Just just that's, boot her. That's that's all I got to say on it. Um, that's all I got to say on it. And again, you know we love you. You know we're uh, you know you're our twisted sister, man. So uh. Yes, but uh, yes, I apologize for the trigger warning. I forgot to, I forgot to, we forgot to give you the trigger warning, man. But unfortunately, there's a lot of the fucking old man we got to talk about today. Um, yeah. So, man, do I think Vince McMahon owned up to his problems? Are you fucking serious? You sat on live television and told the world after, yeah, yeah, you owned up. After $33 million were in the bag, dude, you didn't own up to shit. You didn't own up to fucking nothing. Nothing. Not a fucking single thing was opened up to. Um, or owned up to, sorry. Um, completely ridiculous. And, uh, Logan told us this yesterday. The biggest fucking liars you will ever meet in your life are uh, politicians and uh, and businessmen and WWE's got a bad fucking case of just they bold just fucking boldly lying to their audience and it is uh completely fucking ridiculous man it really fucking is man it's horrible it really is all right man now i got to ask you What was the other? What was the other thing that made me laugh? Um. Oh, someone who's had an extraordinary amount of fun and great passion. Great passion. Passion. Great, great passion okay. for for what? Rewriting shows. <laughs> what? What? audience great passion for what dude lying to your fucking audience rewriting the fucking shows fucking booting your son-in-law destroying your daughter's board of directors what do you have fucking great passion for (sighs) um oh yeah i that was the other thing i already touched on it though this is the best thing that's happened in a long time Dude, the best thing okay. happened last July when you fucking retired 
That was the best thing for this company. And now you're back. That's the worst worst thing for the company again. It's a fucking shame. Last year, shocking controversy of the year went to... Dude, oh my god, the amount of shocking controversies we already have this year. Drew McIntyre's fucking pretty much done with the company, if you ask me. Fucking... Oh my! They fucking sold the company on a random Monday morning. Fucking <laughs> Vince. Vince retires one for me last year. It was your runner-up last year, and this year, spoiler alert: Vince McMahon coming back is probably going to fucking win the thing again. Good fucking god! Help me, please. <sighs> All right, man. Now we're getting to the more sad stuff, man. Well, speaking of well, yeah, definitely. Speaking of sad, man, let's talk about Triple H's payout. Um, man, man, big bonuses for Nick Khan and Triple H, man. Woo, woo, man, talk about a fucking huge bonus for Mister Trips, along with his SmackDown promo later tonight. On April 3rd, WWE announced a transaction agreement with Endeavor that would see uh, that would see WWE sell uh, to Endeavor and merge with the UFC to form a new publicly traded company. As a result of the sale, WWE executives Triple H and Nick Khan receive a hefty bonus. Who the oh, fuck man. wrote this, man? They're making this so bad. Um, they're receiving a hefty bonus with Nick Khan receiving $15 million and Triple H taking it all in. He's taking in a fucking heavy bag of $5 million. Bruh. <laughs> Ain't no fucking way. Now, I don't think the company's technically sold yet. No. So I, I don't think this is his sale cut, but dog, five million while Nick Khan gets fifteen. Come on, bro. Come on, that ain't right for that man. That man should have got at least, at least ten. The fuck out of here. He should have got more than Nick Khan. He's the reason it's been making so much, dude. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> here you go. Here you go, buddy. Drop him some chunk change from the fucking sale. Here you go. Thanks for putting the company back on the map for us. Thanks for the highest grossing Survivor Series, the highest grossing Elimination Chamber, the highest grossing Montreal, and fucking uh, one of the highest grossing WrestleManias of all time. Thanks for fucking reinventing our show. Thanks for fucking... Thanks for everything, man. Here here you go. Here you go. Five mil. Cha-ching. What a fucking joke. What a fucking joke. Speaking of Vince, dog, PW Insider. Vince isn't at SmackDown, but he has remotely made minor changes to creative already. Well, dude, imagine a Vincent fan on a laptop telling you what to do. Say, don't do it. He ain't there. What he gonna do? Dude, I'll shut that fucking laptop. Yeah, close that shit so hard. Get out of here, bro. Uh, Tell me what to do remotely. Bro oh, on man. Discord tonight. Yeah, you. Good fucking God. Good God. Dude. 
Um. Yeah, yeah, we we got a we got a little bit of news. Um, we got a little bit of news. Uh, actually, I don't think we do for SmackDown tonight. But that was one of the things I I kept seeing. Uh, other than that Triple H promo. Um, well, I, actually, we do got a little bit for SmackDown tonight. It's going to be an interesting episode of SmackDown for all the wrong reasons, by the way. Uh, but it's going to be an interesting episode of SmackDown to see kind of where the trajectory of the company is going because. Monday was fucking bad. Oh man, my camera's blurry, bro. But yes, Monday Monday was Monday was bad. Um I mean, that was one of the most legendarily bad episodes uh so much so that the the fucking the old idiot has been has been uh um trending all week. Uh in people trying to get him fired. So that just goes to show, but completely fucking ridiculous. So, so, um, that was the sale part. Uh, and at the end of the news, we're going to touch on the, uh, creative stuff. So if there's a couple things you notice we left out, we did not really mention him talking at all about creative. It's because we'll hit that at the end, man. So WWE layoffs. <sighs> where, where, where? Dude, I literally have so many stories to shuffle through. It's ridiculous this week. <laughs> Dude, it's insane. Fuck, man, where is it? Ah. Alright, man. Puck. I don't know who the fuck Puck is, but Puck has an interview with Endeavor CEO Mark Shapiro, who noted... Um, what is up with all these interview names, man? Puck, Squawk in the Box. I mean, what the fuck? Look at these business people with their fucking little garbage-ass podcast. Good lord. Who <laughs> listens to a businessman podcast? What kind of dork? Ah, seriously, bro. Um, Puck has an interview with Endeavor COO Mark Shapiro, who noted that until last Saturday, he didn't know... That he didn't know the deal was in the works, and the company uh, put its bid uh, to acquire the WWE three weeks before it was announced. Because there will be a merger, layoffs are expected, as uh, there will be people in Endeavor's departments that can handle things at, at certain WWE departments. Uh, he says, and I quote, anything from HR to finance to legal to communications uh, production to, dis uh, to, to distribution and marketing, Shapiro said, across every area you can find costs, uh, you can find cost synergies, uh, you're going to, you're going to integrate and ultimately highlight and appoint the best and brightest, uh, and brightest teams, end mm -hmm. quote. It's happening, bro. Um, 
Uh, yeah, he says communications, productions. He doesn't. He doesn't necessarily say talents, but we all know if Vince McMahon and Nick Khan have their hand in this, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, and if his and if the Endeavor people did the same thing in the UFC, way that company's run, they're going to replace the WWE people with people like that. That sounds horrible, if you ask me. Yeah, no question. No question, man. I hope you guys are ready for these $60 pay-per-views, man. God. And, and now, the story that just absolutely makes me chuckle. Vince McMahon's WWE is under investigation for possible violations in sale to Endeavor. Bruh. It's something, man. <laughs> They can't catch a fucking break, man. <laughs> uh, Felix Upton of Ringside News noted Tuesday that Edemi LLP, a law firm that specializes in shareholder uh, litigation, announced it's looking into WWE's board of directors and obtained a fair and reasonable price in the sales process. Upton shared uh, Upton shared the news release. A Demi LLP alleges WWE's financial outlook and prospects are excellent, and yet the transaction values uh, WWE shares at only approximately one, uh, $106 per share, before any post-closing dividend with Endeavor uh, holding 51% controlling interest in the new company and existing WWE shareholders holding a 49% um, <clears throat> a 49% interest in the new company. The transaction agreement unreasonably limits competing bids for WWE by imposing a significant penalty if WWE accepts a superior bid. WWE insiders will receive substantial benefits as a part of change of control arrangements. We are investigating the conduct of WWE's board of directors and whether they'll be fulfilling their fiduciary fiduciary. I feel like I fucking butchered the fuck out of that fiduciary duties to all shareholders and obtaining a fair and reasonable price for WWE. Jordan Volinsky of CNN reported Monday that WWE's merger with Endeavor Group, which is the parent company of UFC, will be valued at 20 uh, at will be uh, valued the UFC at 12.1 billion and the WWE at 9.3 billion after the deal Endeavor shareholders would own 51% of the new company and the other 49% belonging to WWE shareholders. So, so I did a, I did a quick, uh, Google search, did a quick Google search, man. And fiduciary, uh, means involving trust, especially with regarding to the relationship between a trustee and a beneficiary. So Essentially, I'm not the most business savvy person, but essentially what I take that as is um, 
WWE not really making it fair for anybody else plus their shareholders to bid on the company. I could be oh, fucking yeah. wrong, but that's what that's from the research I did uh in to put it in regular people terms, that's what I took out of it. Um and you could definitely see it. You could definitely see it, man. Apparently there was um apparently there was uh other groups that bid, uh, there was other groups that bid, uh, some media group had bid, um, I, I want to say they bid higher, but I think what, I think pretty much what this means, um, I think pretty much what this means is, um, they did not give anybody else a chance and they didn't really make it any, they didn't really, they didn't really make it fair for other bidders, which is goes to show Vince McMahon sold the company. Uh, and like you were saying before we went on here, it's, it's not necessarily illegal, but it's just, I mean, on a, on a face value, it's, it's bogus as fuck. Yeah, um, it's like, like, why, why have an open sale at that point? Just sell directly to these people. Yep. If that's what you wanted to do, that shit makes no sense. So, yeah, man. Um, yeah, they did not really make it fair to anybody else because Vince wanted to stay in charge. That is what that's it boils hard. down to. Um, yeah, man. So... That is that, and the WWE is currently under investigation for um, financial and their fiduciary duties. I probably butchered that, um, and anybody who is business savvy is probably laughing at me right now, but I don't care. Um, but yeah, man, so that is that. Um, that is that, man, and WWE, WWE, man. Good old WWE. Another lawsuit for the year, man. We, you know, by the end of the year with all this shit, we might have enough fucking lawsuits to rack up for the lawsuit of the year for the year-end awards, man. So well could, man. God damn. Now, I told you guys this on Monday, and, 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 I, and I really wanted to highlight this. Uh, this. This was one of the first things I said while talking about um, the current state of WWE, um, the talent. We want to talk about the, we want to talk about the talent. I said specifically on Monday, um, Vince is back. I, I said Vince is back. And I also said, uh, first and foremost, I feel, I, I just, I feel for the talent. Uh, we got a couple stories, but let's talk about, um, let's talk about a couple people. Um, let's talk about a couple people that are either, um, want their release, went somewhere else, look to be going somewhere else. Um, and, uh, yeah, I, I think, I think that's all the scenarios we got here. Oh, some taking a break. Yeah. There's a lot of shit going on, man. There's a lot of shit going on. Um, but actually let's start with, um, somebody who looks to be making their return. Let's start off with the good news. Um, well, so, this could be bad news, actually. Yeah, let's start with the bad news. And then we'll talk about all the people that got the fuck out of Dodge. All right, Logan. We'll see you, man. Thanks, thanks for hopping on for a little bit, man. Always appreciate it, man. Always. Talk to you later, bro. Um, 
PW Insider confirms Shinsuke Nakamura will return to the ring very soon on SmackDown. Um, this is good. Yeah. However, <laughs> this might That'll not be, be good. Um, man, I, at this point, man, we're in such a fucked up state with this company. You genuinely don't even know if this news is good or bad. So, um, I guess props to Nakamura for wanting to come back. That takes a lot of mental fortitude. Um, I guess so, man. I guess he's ready to come back. And when he's ready to come back, Vince, the Triple H is already gone. Good Lord. Definitely, man. Yeah, a complete, uh, horrible, horrible. You know Triple H wanted to repackage him and give him his oh, old NXT yeah. feel, too. That fucking blows. All right, man. Let's talk about let's talk about another two guys that we talked about last Friday. We talked about them last Friday, man. We talked about them being involved heavily in the Wyatt Six because Vincent and Dutch of the Righteous have returned to Ring of Honor. On the Supercard of Honor Zero Hour. <laughs> um, I don't know how these guys aren't AEW. Little, l- little crazy to me there, but um, I tweeted this out last Friday because this literally broke right after we went live or right after we got done. Uh. WWE should be ashamed. WWE should be more than ashamed that they have fucking uh, half of the people that they have in NXT. You have Quincy Elliott on your brand. Signed to your company, but you passed up on Vincent and Dutch. That makes me fucking sick, man. That makes me fucking sick. It's insane, man. Um, I guess there's no going back now. They're back with Ring of Honor, and it is what it is. So, I guess, I guess it's whatever now, man. I there's no much more you could say other than they should be ashamed. Exactly. <sighs> yeah, man. So. Speaking of uh, speaking of somebody taking a break from WWE, this is actually a good thing, even though it's like, again, um, Charlotte Flair. Charlotte Flair, man. Charlotte Flair just had uh, probably what is at least one of, uh, will be one of uh, uh, one of the best women's matches of the year against Rhea Ripley from WrestleMania Night One. Charlotte Flair will be taking a break from the WWE again. PW Insider Elite reports that Flair will be taking time off. Will be taking time off uh, from WWE as the former women's champion told the company about the break over WrestleMania weekend. It was noted that the decision to have Ripley win the title 
was made before Flair told the company of her plans, and she isn't expected to appear on Friday Night SmackDown this week. The report added that she was telling people backstage that she and her husband Andrade were going to travel. Well, Bang and Andrade on that WTV anytime soon. Nope. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's, that's, that's more news for AEW than it is for WWE at this point. Thing is, though, with Andrade, with Andrade calling out Will Ospreay for a match, it's like. You know that's not going to happen in WWE, so now do you want to stay in AEW all of a sudden? Like, what What the fuck? What is going on here, man? I'm about to tell him all this shit while on vacation. It's back, man. I believe she's gone. You know, Charlotte's telling Mark it out because she gets that Vince streak bit, but he, he ain't because he's like, oh, shit. I can't fucking come back. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it. Uh, yeah, man, so Charlotte's going to be taking another break, and I can't say I will miss her. What a nice four-month period. And then she's right back on break again, man. So what do you know, man? I'm not complaining, though. It is what it is. Um, man, I'll deuces. Um, yeah, that is true. Or I could, I could see Andrade going back to Japan. I could see him going back to Japan as well. I could well. see that. I um, could see something like that. But then again, I could also see him going back to AEW because he knows that uh, WWE is not a destination anymore. Maybe he doesn't want to go back to WWE because Charlotte may not be happy there. Yeah, he may not be. You know how she is. Yeah. She ain't like God, she ain't happy. Yeah, if she's not on fucking Roman Reigns God mode, then she's the most unhappy person on the planet. If she's not holding a women's championship 24-7, she is unhappy. She might in jail at that point. Absolutely. Yep. <laughs> yep. Um, these next two guys we're going to talk about is a very good tag team that has been delegated to uh, absolute dog shit. Um, so, so, yeah, well, mm, I don't know, man. I don't know. You know how Charlotte is, man. You know how Charlotte is. You know, if she's, if she's not being booked like Roman Reigns, she's unhappy. You know, she was, she was having, she was having her dad text Vince McMahon, either book, uh, book her better or I'm leaving. And they, they released him. Damn. (laughs) So. Or really thought that was gonna work. Um she wants. Yeah. Um all right, man. These next two guys I feel very bad for. I feel very bad for, man. And it is um this the this news broke literally right after the WWE sale was announced. Zach Gibson and James Drake. GYV, Grizzled Young Veterans, or as we know them now, The Schism, <laughs> Rip Fowler, and Jagger Reed. <laughs> oh, God, could you imagine fucking her and Britt Baker in the same company? Well, <sighs> no. I, I, I could, weirdly enough, I could see her doing it. I, I could see somebody moving somewhere. Whether it's Andrade or her, so they can just so they can be together. I, I could, I, yeah. yeah, I could see it. 
So, Fightful is reporting that Jagger Reed and Rip Fowler, formerly known as James Drake and Zach Gibson of Grizzled Young Veterans, have requested their release from WWE. Uh, Dave Meltzer is reporting that uh, that Re- that Reed and Fowler have been granted their releases. Crazy. Man. Uh, <laughs> that was uh that was probably a favor from Triple H before shit hits the fan. Um yeah. dude, these guys, bro, um <laughs> these, <laughs> these guys, dude, have been these guys were one of the best tag teams they had. These guys were one of the best tag teams they had. Uh GYV uh were just fucking incredible. Um and then they delegated them to uh, Rip Fowler and Jagger Reed of the Schism. Well, I guess the Schism is no longer uh, four roots, one tree. I guess now it's just down to two roots, one tree. So fucking Joe Gacy, man. This guy, man, just got fucking bad luck with them trying to put him in some sort of group. He really does, man. Which sucks because he's good. Uh, but man, these these guys didn't fit that fucking role anyway. No, they didn't at all. He got fucking uh, Zach Gibson. I don't. I don't. I'm not sure which one he was. I don't know if he was Jagger or Rip. But um, this he got this fucking guy looking like Lean Mean Kane on fucking television. He's got the he's got the one eye contact in. He's you know he, he literally just looks like a fucking skinny Kane. And then the <laughs> and then. James Drake just, they made them shave their mustache, or they made them shave their beards, their facial hair, and they just look like fucking goofs, man. I mean. Uh. It shouldn't make no sense, man, but I'm glad they, they were they were able to dip out successfully. Definitely, man, definitely. Um, Definitely, I'm glad. I'm glad they did that for him, man. I'm glad they did that for him because uh, we all know how WWE operates, man, and they uh, they did not have to do that, and they haven't done that for, quite frankly, anybody um, recently. But they requested their release, man, and they got it. So uh, good for them, bro. Good for them. Um, Hell yeah. Uh. Jay White. Talk a little bit about Jay White, man. The Switchblade. Well, before we get on to the news where he actually signed. Before we get on to the news where he actually signed, uh, which, you know, I mean, if you're living under a rock, you don't know where Jay White signed. But nine times out of ten, we all know where the Switchblade signed. But... WWE had creative plans for Jay White. Um, and before that, before that, whoa, Drew McIntyre is dealing with an undisclosed health issue that is uh, breaking as we speak. That sucks. That does, bro. Um, so, uh, Tuesday, we heard. Uh, per PW Insider, uh, that there are absolutely, uh, there was absolutely no discussion of former New Japan star Jay White 
within WWE at all over WrestleMania 39 weekend, it appears that White is not WWE bound based on conversations PW Insider has had with WWE officials and wrestlers. So that was the first thing. And then two days later, yesterday, we heard this. We heard this. WWE had creative plans for Jay White. Switchblade Jay White is in AEW now. And Sean Ross Sapp reported behind Fightful's paywall uh, that he inked a multi-year deal. This came as a surprise to a lot of people, including some in WWE, who actually thought that there was still a chance they would land him. Uh, White signed with All Elite Wrestling on what Fightful Select has confirmed in a multi-year contract. Fightful was able to learn uh, was able to learn that the deal was in place ahead of WrestleMania 39, and WWE sources were very aware that he would not be coming in by then. White's impending free agency first hit our radar around Wrestle Kingdom when we learned that WWE had interest in Jay White. Uh, in uh, in the following weeks, WWE were more confident they land White. Along the way, we're told that Triple H and William Regal showed interest. However, WWE higher-ups said that the company failed to communicate properly along the process uh, before before noting that AEW landing him over WWE uh, was what could have uh, was what could have been the product of Vince McMahon's return and the lack of main roster hires since then. There's communication. Uh, there were communications between Jay White uh, and both WWE and AEW. Um. Uh, yeah, man. So, a Switchblade. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about. Uh, we'll talk a little bit more about it on Monday. Yeah. The debut wasn't treated as a big a deal as I felt it should be. Um, it just happened. It, it literally seemed like a thing of like, okay, let's just get you out there first thing on the show. Just to make a statement. But in my honest opinion, I thought it would have been really cool if... Do you remember his old... It's a little bit of me fantasy booking here. You remember his old Titantrons or his old entrance video where it was like him playing with the Switchblade? Yeah. Imagine him doing that shit, standing behind, standing behind like a, standing behind, standing behind like a, uh, just standing behind red lighting, just playing with a fucking knife, and then you just see a bunch of fog. I, I, I don't know. I thought that would have been really cool. Like maybe you do it like midway into the like, uh, like if Ricky Starks like is hitting his comeback, and then the lights go out. And then you just see like the silhouette of a dude just playing with a fucking switchblade. That would have been fucking sick, man. Or you um, also in that fucking you know entrance, you know Titan Tron, he'd be ripping up that fucking like sheet yeah. in front of him. If like it went dark and there was just like a white Titan Tron, but someone just starts like the Tron just starts you know getting cut. Oh, that would have been a, sick. That would have been hard as hell. Something like that could be really cool. Dude, they need to get us in fucking production, man. They really do, man. We be producing some real shit, bruh. Honestly, that that both of those fucking entrances sound unbelievably hard. But um So man, let me ask you, bro. Why do you mm-hmm. think 
Because if if they inked this deal before Mania, why do you think Jay White chose AEW over WWE? His boys, first of all, his friends on there. He could still work with companies he previously worked. He can't do that in WWE. And I mean, he he probably saw what was coming, man. I mean, I don't know, man. I don't know. I I think there's many reasons he signed at AEW, man. I think. Although it looks like he was looking at WWE, I think it's clear now that it is his goal, I think, was AEW. Definitely. Definitely. Um, man. I don't know. I don't know. That 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 shocked me a little bit. That shocked me a little bit, man. I, I sat right the fuck up. But um so I I feel like I feel like a lot of the reasons I feel like a lot of the reasons you named are definitely it. Um <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Damn. Uh-huh. Um <laughs> they left man's on red. Um so what what I could also see what I uh, uh what I could also see absolutely blowing for WWE is they didn't want to make Jay White a priority. They wanted to yeah. go after a bigger free agent. And with Vince McMahon back in charge, you think you have any chance at Kenny Omega now? No. No. no Vince, you know, if it was Triple H, you know, AEW might have a little bit to worry about, man. But, dude, in fucking, bro, with Vince McMahon back in charge, Kenny is not risking his character and, and, and his reputation. Um, uh, he, he's, he's not doing it. I can tell you guys that right now. Kenny Omega is most definitely not... Um, not at all going to WWE if Vince McMahon is there. But and then Kota Ibushi just came out saying he fits AEW more than Japan. Kota's coming in. Jay White's hey. here. And Kenny Omega's probably staying. So if WWE would have prioritized Jay White, maybe they could have got one of them. But now it looks like they could have lost all three that they wanted to go after. And man. That is fucking crazy. And then, especially after Monday, you know, you know, this man Switchblade was was just counting his fucking blessings. Oh, you fucking know! You know he happy. He knows he made the right goddamn decision. <sighs> yeah, man, definitely. So WWE did have creative plans, but it seems Jay White had other plans. Um, and speaking of those other plans. Um, as you can see, I'm about to play it on your screen, man. We got two new signings for AEW. This was made official on Wednesday, on Wednesday morning, within five hours of each other. As you can see on the right, Switchblade Jay White is all elite. Um, and as you can see on the left, yes, sir, the man himself, the, uh, my favorite color commentator of all time, Nigel motherfucking McGinnis is all elite. Dude. Absolutely incredible, man. Absolutely incredible. I love, I love Nigel's work. I miss Nigel's work. I miss Nigel and Morrow. Uh, That is my favorite commentary team of all time. Absolutely fucking incredible was that duo. Um, 
And I'm so happy Tony Khan uh, brought him in. We just got to bring in the final piece to the puzzle, man. We got to bring in Mr. Mauro Ranallo, man. He's got to do it. Um, And I would love to see them uh, redo a little bit of that, uh, remake a little bit of that magic they had back in the the golden, the black and golden era of of NXT, Mm -hmm. man. So, um, absolutely incredible, man. Incredible signings, man. I I love both of them. I, I really do, man. They're both amazing fucking signings. Yes. Yes, 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 man. Um, we got an update on Randy Orton. As in the latest edition of Wrestling Observer Radio, Dave Meltzer reported that Randy Orton's back injury was nowhere close to allowing him to return to in-ring action. He says was, I don't know if he meant to say is, but uh, good old Melter, man, dude doesn't know how to talk. Um, but uh, I don't know, man, we'll just have to wait and see. We'll have to wait and see what's up with, uh, we'll have to see, uh, we'll have to wait and see what's up with, what's up with Randy Orton. But a dude, if he is, if he is a while away from coming back, dude, if you're going to have Matt Riddle come back and face the fucking Miz. You honestly could have just waited. He really could have at that point. It really didn't make sense to bring that riddle back at that point. But I hope Randy can, can get well, man. That's horrible right here. Definitely, bro. Definitely. And I don't know if this is entirely true as well. Because I don't think he would be getting boots made if he knew he was nowhere close to a return. Um yeah. So there's that as well, but maybe it's kind of in the not too distant, but future. Um, yeah, I can see it. I can see that. Definitely. Maybe you wanted to plan ahead, but we don't know, and um, we don't know. And and I hope uh, I hope Orton can can get back uh, can get back together, man. So I hope so, man. I hope so. Definitely, man. Uh, the next story is something I feel we all knew. Um. Roman Reigns is expected to miss this year's Backlash. I feel like he will miss a lot more than that as well. This year's Backlash premium live event will be the first pay-per-view held in Puerto Rico in decades, despite the feeling that 2023 will be a much bigger deal uh, than in the past. Dave Meltzer reports that the promotion's undisputed Universal Champion Roman Reigns will not be at the show. He says, and I quote, Reigns will not be on the San Juan card, or at least that wasn't the plan on Monday, but he will be doing other major events over the next few months. End quote. I hope. I hope he shows up in London, and I hope... Uh, I, I, I don't... I honestly don't... If you ask me, I don't think he's showing up in Saudi Arabia either. Maybe... Maybe, maybe only for the fact that that day is day 1000 and I could see them building, you know, somebody is, is Roman Reigns going to end at 999 or will he make it to a thousand? That's the only reason though. But honestly, I could see them. I, I, I could, I could see them, uh, 
putting him on King of the Ring only for that fact. But if you ask me, I, I don't think he's going to be at King of the Ring. Maybe Money in the Bank if he wants to, but even that I don't see, to be honest. I really don't, man. I think it's going to be another half of a summer without without the only world champion. And this is why I want the fucking guy to lose, man. So this is just great. If AEW had an absent champion, I would love to see the people that give oh, them an insurmountable amount of, a, amount of hate. It wouldn't be the fucking... You wouldn't hear the fucking end of it, man. Yeah. Yeah, definitely, man. Definitely. Um. So, yeah, Roman Reigns, not at Backlash. Who would have fucking guessed? He's back on another summer vacation. Never fucking fails, man. All right, man. Jumping back over to All Elite Wrestling. All right, man. Tony Khan is planning to do a two-day pay-per-view event like WrestleMania. TK, if you do this shit over either Memorial or Labor Day weekend... Word of God, dude. I swear. During a recent interview with Sports Illustrated, Tony Khan said that AEW is considering the idea of doing its own multi-day signature event similar to WrestleMania. He says, and I quote, we could we could do one event spanning a weekend or we could also uh, and we could also do some events uh, across we could also do some events across a week. What? It's it's <laughs> it's something we're considering, especially as we keep entering so many new debuting markets. We're looking forward to expanding and holding more huge events. Uh, dude, again, as long as it's not on fucking Labor Day or Memorial Day weekend, uh. Yeah, I mean, dude, they're fucking. I think, I think, I think those AEW pay per views, man. I mean, they cram so much into four and a half or five hours. I think that would be very beneficial for them. I just hope it's not on one of those fucking annoying weekends, man. Hey, I would hope not. But then you know them. That's what. That's the weekend he would do it on too. Yep. But, oh, it most definitely will. But a, a, one show like that a year can really help them out a lot, man. I think I would like that. Uh-huh. And it's intriguing, man. It's intriguing, especially with the other news we got on, the, on, the, on them. Yeah. So, funny you mention that, man, because it has been officially announced. It has hey. been officially announced. I'm going to flash you guys the... the um, poster on your screen as you can see AEW has officially announced on last a on last Wednesday's um, AEW Dynamite AEW will be making its United Kingdom debut with AEW's All In on hey. Sunday August 27th from Wembley Stadium in London tickets for the event will go on sale on Friday, May fifth, via Ticketmaster. Look at that, man! They gave the they gave the UK folk a 
whole month to prepare. You know how long they gave us for All Out last year? One sorry fucking day. Fucking assholes, man. Gave us one day. This is the official poster for the event. Sunday, August 27th from London, Wembley Stadium, AEW All-In. Cody Rhodes is going to have to work even harder for that w for them WWE championships because he was casually mentioned on AEW Dynamite so you know that ain't sitting well however however this is awesome i would love for this to replace all out i i hope it does man because that other news <clears throat> just comes from Bowens. so until tony khan or the company tells us I, I hope it does. I really hope it does replace All Out this year, man. You don't need two shows that close. Especially with the, with a similar name like that. That could just confuse in. people. Yeah. I mean, if you're going to do an All In, I would think you do it like towards the beginning of the year and then All Out's towards the end. You yeah, know? Fucking back. Dude, not a week later. So Anthony Bowens came out and said that uh Anthony Bowens came out and said that um uh he came out and said as somebody asked if this was going to replace all out um I I personally I I personally would like it um if you're like gonna that. replace the Chicago crowd with any other crowd it needs to be the United Kingdom um so and plus fucking I mean, dude, what is it? This is going to, this is going to be like 70,000 people. That's insane. That's actually insane. So, you know, that needs to be your big blow off event, man. I would not do all out a week later, but I have a feeling they're going to do it. And, um, I, 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 I'm not really a big fan of that. I'm a really big fan of that. To be honest, I, there's absolutely no point in doing another pay-per-view a week later. It makes no sense. Um, if it was a month, eh, sure, maybe. Uh, kind of how they do double or nothing in Forbidden Door. But a week? Huh? That's crazy. A week is insane, man. I don't like the idea of a week. But I, I can't wait for all in, man. That shit looks fire. What do you think we're going to see on this show, man? You got any early predictions? Um, Damn. Well, it's the UK, so I think we'll see if he if he could if he's not injured by that point. I can see a Will Osprey match. Ooh. Um, I don't know, man. I have no clue because we still got two pay per views before this one, man. So who knows right. what's gonna happen? Right. Um. Dax. Dax Carwood came out and he talked a little bit about uh he knows that he knows of a dream match that people want to see. I don't know if they'll do it here, but I could see I mean if these guys really don't want to work together but they're willing to do to to do a match, I could see Punk returning at all in them having a one week build because these guys don't want to work together and then just doing a, a match. Uh, uh, CMFTR versus the Elite, which, you know, I'm not complaining. I'll get to see. I just think it's stupid to have a one-week build because you're going to completely shaft All Out. All Out is going to get shafted. Um, 
Um. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. It's, it's gonna be weird to see, man. I hope they do it right. But um, and I think they will over at least on the all inside, man. But that all outside is fucking scary. I feel like all in is going to get all the love, and all out is going to get a fucking damn yeah yeah Yeah, man um definitely bro definitely um so yeah man aew has confirmed their first uk show and it's a big one man wembley uh wembley stadium man that's a huge fucking venue in the uk and um yeah man it's uk yeah, that's insane, man. That's insane. Which for a wrestling show, for a wrestling show, I could see them doing maybe about 70, 80 at the most. Yeah, I could see that. I could definitely see that. I heard their internal goal is 50k, but I I think they could do like 70. I I think so. I, you know those UK fans are fucking rabid for AEW. Oh yeah, man! They've been waiting. This is the first one. This is that, number that's one. A mile. Yep. Especially if those ticket prices are good. You know like they that. will be. Oh yeah, exactly, man. So I think it'll go well for them. I think it will. That's one thing I never understood about WWE: the non-affordable ticket prices kills it. Oh, it does. That shit. I I won't go to those fucking shows. Even most Triple H range shows I probably wouldn't go to because that shit's fucking it's expensive. It's just too expensive, bro. I mean, fucking, I mean, dude, if, uh, you know, if we got, if Chicago got yeah. like a WrestleMania or, yeah. or, or a Royal Rumble or an Elimination Chamber or a fucking War Games, you know, I would be more than willing to go if my tickets were, you know, at the very most 120 to 150, but like, Fucking five hundred dollars? Hell no, hell no. Imagine paying three hundred dollars for backlash. <laughs> you ain't even gonna see the world champion, bro. Yeah, that's fucking atrocious. Atrocious. And AEW TV is even better. Them, them tickets are like seventy bucks. Absolutely, Holy I'll go. That's crazy. Yeah, man. So all in two has been confirmed. Well. Not all in too. I guess it's the first AEW all in. But um, I'm telling you what, man. If you want to do this next year, all in at Comiskey Park or Wrigley Field, man. I think that would be because if you can sell this shit good, you could definitely sell out a fucking baseball field. Yes, and I and and you know I you know Chicago's a great venue for AEW fans. Love it here and um. Fans, fans love it here. Uh, fans love it. Fans love AEW here, and I love, 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 love how AEW WWE only goes to Allstate. That is the Allstate Arena or the Rosemont Horizon is the only one they go to. Tony Khan has went to the United Center, uh, the the Rundown Now Arena. He's went to the Wintrust Arena, and possibly. You know, adding uh, one of two or both, depending on the future, um, uh, Wrigley and Comiskey. I could even see him running Soldier Field. I could see Soldier Field. That could be pretty dope. That could yeah. be really dope. Yeah, man. But this, 
Yeah, this this is not only an AEW. This is not only a, a milestone for AEW in the UK. This is a milestone for AEW in general, man. This is their first stadium show. It's that's crazy, man. That's insane. I can't wait to see shit like the set. The set. I'm intrigued, man. Yeah, it better be sick, bro. It better be. It sick. better be all. They better go all in for the headset. Uh-huh. Man. That's crazy, man. That's crazy. So, <sighs> Triple H, man, this dude, WWE has announced that Triple H will address the WWE Universe on this Friday's SmackDown. Got any guesses, bro? WWE is going to be fine. We're not going anywhere. I am. But they're not. <laughs> I'm gone. That was my last show. I'm gone. I'm canned, but, but no one else. Ain't no shit. The company's not going anywhere. It's you that are going somewhere. Exactly. You're, You're the fucking one we're worried about. I don't and give it, a fuck about the overall company. If it's anything but that. You know, we want him to come out there and talk about a draft. We want him to come out there and fucking talk about the world title situation. Unfortunately, none of that's going to happen. I would be shocked if it did. But um, what's going to happen is mm-hmm. if it's not him coming out there and saying the same thing he did Monday, he's going to address the Vince McMahon scenario. I could see him t- lightly addressing it. I could see him saying something along the lines of, I, I'm not going anywhere or I, you know, that I'm still the chief content officer. I could see him doing something like that, man. I could see it, man. And people are going to get hyped for that shit. And it's literally just going to be a ruse. Yeah. So it's, it, it's, this is just going to be, no matter what that motherfucker says, it's just going to be bullshit. Yep. Definitely, man. Definitely. So, that's the news on trips for the for the day, man. And next, we got news before we get on to this Vince McMahon creative bullshit. Drew McIntyre. Our boy, Drew McIntyre. Ooh, Drew versus Pac, bro. Ooh. Dude, I forgot about Pac. He's still, he's still a thing. He is. He's still be at that show hopefully he'll be singles man definitely god i hope so drew mcintyre wwe contract update man it was reported by pw insider elite drew mcintyre is nearing the end of his current contract without agreeing to terms on a new one in an update by fightful mcintyre's deal expires within the next nine months and he reportedly made it clear he's going to wait until closer to the expiration date uh, before he signs anything because he says there are a number of factors to consider. Hmm. Could that factor be an old evil man? It might be, man. It might be. But and w- Once we get on to this news about some people... Some people being, uh, some people wanting to leave and ride out their deals. Uh, if Vince is officially back in creative, 
I could see Drew being one of them, man. What did Drew come back for? He came back for the WWE Championship. I could see him wanting to go and test himself and wrestle guys like Omega, guys like Pac, mm-hmm. guys like fucking MJF, guys like John Moxley, guys like, uh, you know, I mean, guys like Jay White, guys like uh, CM Punk, you know, guys like that, Darby Allen, uh, uh, yeah, Jungle Boy. All those guys, bro. I could see Drew wanting to challenge himself. You know how much Drew loves this business. I think he loves WWE, but I, and I don't think he'll leave with any ill will, or maybe he will if Vince returns. We don't know, but Drew's one of the guys I, I could shockingly see leaving, man. I could see it, man. I could see it. I think it could be awesome. Yeah, it could be shocking. And Drew Galloway versus all these people, that shit will be fire, man. That shit will be pure fire. And I get where he's coming from, man, because as, even even with Vince is coming back, soon, you know, overall, Drew McIntyre will be fine. Vince likes him. Triple H likes him. No matter who's in charge of the fucking company, McIntyre's fine. But he might want to test himself, man. He might want to see like, some other things. I feel like maybe he feels stagnant. Exactly, especially... When it looks like you won't have an open world championship, if I'm guessing, until next year's WrestleMania. So, what is there really to fight for after he just fought for the for the um, IC title? You know what I mean? He ain't getting that title. He ain't getting nothing. Might as well go win something somewhere else, man, and, and have some bangers while at it, man. Yep. Um, absolutely. Absolutely. Drew McIntyre. At this point, dude, I I genuinely do not get the argument of I can't see him going there. Dude, if your name ain't Roman Reigns, I don't want to hear that. We're at an age in wrestling, dude, where these guys will literally go anywhere and more power to them. More power to them. I can't blame them for that. But genuinely, when fan because that's one thing I've been hearing a lot. I can't see Drew leaving, dude. I couldn't see Cody Rhodes leaving either, and he left. At this point, dude, at this stage of the game in professional wrestling, that kind of shit, I, I just doesn't matter. doesn't matter anymore. I even when people say I can't see Kenny leaving, I uh, again, if unless your name is Roman Reigns, I genuinely cannot. See, uh, I can I can see these guys going anywhere. I can see anybody going fucking anywhere, man. So. If anything's on the table at this point, if you ask me, that's one thing. Good old, uh, good old, good old tribalism. You know how it is, man. You know how it is. But <laughs> I, I hate that fucking argument. Oh, I can't see Drew going here. Why? Hey, yeah, no one could see fucking like you said. No one could see Cody leaving. I couldn't have saw Kenny going, but he, he could have very well went. Roman Reigns is the only name on this planet that I could not see going to like an AEW. Um, he's again, unless your name is Roman Reigns, I can't see you. I I could see you going anywhere. I genuinely could. Uh, we know how there's so much talent in professional wrestling nowadays. You think these guys that have fire and ambition like Drew that have just a love for this business don't want to eventually get out of their comfort zone and and have some have some fucking bangers with with uh you know other people while well, still getting paid around with the same money hell exactly. yeah people are going to do that shit exactly um 
But yeah, man, I could absolutely see Drew doing it, and I think there's an abundance for Drew McIntyre to do. He's literally wrestled damn near everybody on the fucking roster. Um, could be time for something new, and I feel like he feels that. The only thing, the only thing that's getting me about Drew is, um, his contract situation. We're hearing in the next nine months. We're hearing at the end of the year. We're hearing it's up in July. I don't know what the fuck. I don't know when the fuck that shit expires. I don't think any of these news journalists do either. They're yeah. making it up as they go, like Definitely. always. <laughs> Absolutely, bro. All right, man. Vince McMahon. Back to Vince. It's a warning for you, Bell. Just so just so I remember. Um Vince McMahon. To close it out, bro. We got a bunch, we got a bunch more Vince McMahon stories. We're gonna talk about the creative side of things, man. We're gonna talk about um, you know, anything that you know, pretty much the side of this that doesn't involve business. This is the creative yep. side of things. Um, Vince McMahon, Vince McMahon. We said it on Monday. Vince is back in creative. Um, now, why? Why are we saying this? You may ask. Well, yeah, yeah. I. Uh, all right. So, Vince McMahon was on the headset. Vince McMahon was on the headset giving directions through the show on uh, on the headset, according to reports, man. PW Insider Elite has now reported that Vince McMahon was backstage at WrestleMania 30, uh, 39 and had his own office near the gorilla position Additionally, he was on the headset giving directions and comments throughout the night, supervising the show. This will surely raise questions about how involved Vince is once again in WWE's creative direction and storyline booking. The WWE chairman was earlier in new uh, was earlier. The WWE chairman was earlier in news for his debuting new mustache. Well, uh, not the. God, I don't want to talk about that fucking ugly fucking mustache. Um, yeah. but, but, um, so essentially what they're telling you here is he was, uh, he had his own, he was in gorilla position. He was just in his own gorilla position where the talent couldn't see him. Basically hiding away, making shit in secret, man. That sounds horrible. That explains a good amount. No question. No question, dude. Um that that definitely explains a great amount of what happened. Um uh, a lot of the stuff, you know, primarily on night two as to why that shit went down the way it went down. So speaking of WrestleMania. Speaking of WrestleMania, um This is another, this is another indication that Vince McMahon was on the headset for the night. Fightful Select confirms that Bobby Lashley and LA Knight were scheduled to have a segment 
Uh, scheduled to have a segment match at WrestleMania 39. Then Vince McMahon came back and it got cut. Wow. Wow. That's horrible, man. That's horrible. And people can't even say for a time because they, they literally were just wasting time that whole weekend. Dude, it was fucking, it was, dude, it was time crunch mania. Mm-hmm. It was completely ridiculous. It was completely ridiculous. They were wasting time like a motherfucker, man. Meanwhile, Becky Lynch was just talking about that. I I was really I was seeing an interview with her. I was watching a call. I was watching some clips of an interview with her where she was talking about how last year at SummerSlam, Seth didn't have a match. Becky had to fight for her match with Bianca Belair. Meanwhile, Logan Paul's got a match. Pat McAfee has a match. Is that just bullshit or what? And what the fuck happened on this WrestleMania? Miz had fought like five different matches on the show, and only one Man. of them was fucking memorable for all the wrong reasons. He fucking he oh, all the right reasons, if you ask me. He had a match with Pat McAfee. Uh, I guess if you count George Kittle as well, was in there. Then he had a fucking match with Shane McMahon that was absolutely the gem of the weekend, and then. Really? Um, and then he had a fucking match with Snoop Dogg. Like, bruh. But people like Bobby Lashley and LA, like, don't get one. They get their scrapped. Dude, That's horrible, man. It was the perfect year, bro. It was a WrestleMania in L.A. Come on, dude. Come on, man. And then you got the audacity. So you got time for Bobby Lashley to come out there and hold up a fucking trophy. Yet you don't got time for him to... I mean, dude, night two only had six matches. Night one had seven, and it still ended at at 11 o'clock. What the fuck? Bro, come on. That shit don't make sense, man. It really don't. Unbelievable. Unbelievable, man. So L.A. Knight and Bobby Lashley were cut, and it is a completely ridiculous fucking occurrence here. Uh... And it just goes to show that he was most likely uh, had a big hand in that. Um, I could guess. Vince McMahon, we're going back to that interview that we read earlier. Going back to that interview we read earlier, man. Vince McMahon. That interview with Squawk in the Box... Vince McMahon and Ariel and uh, Ariel Hawani, Ariel Emanuel were just interviewed on CNBC, and when Vince was asked whether he'll be involved in creative, he said yes and no. He said that he'll be involved on a higher level, but not in the weeds. Emanuel also said Endeavor will have nothing to do with the creative process and will be just on the business side of things. Uh, uh, that's exactly what he said when Paul Heyman yep. and fucking Eric Bischoff were running that shit. Yep. Yeah, he was just a bully liar. That's all he is. He's. <sighs> I'm telling you this right now. Monday was not in the weeds. You had no. a big chunk. In that show, and 
You, no. I mean, reports like that, I do not know how fucking wrestling fans believe it. I don't know. People believe that shit. I do not get it. If you, if you want to tell, you cannot tell me, you cannot tell me Vince McMahon was in the weeds on Monday. No, he was booking the show. Fully. Um, another, another bullshit, uh, another bullshit thing. A lot of people been believing is, uh, well, We'll get to that in a second, uh, but because it, it, it ties into what we're going to talk about next. Vince McMahon was back in charge at Raw. Yeah. PW Insider is reporting that there were changes made to the scripts just before the show went on the air and continued while the show was happening, all of which directly came from Vince McMahon. The night Triple H started. The night Triple H started with running Raw. However, Vince McMahon got more involved as the show went on until he was the one running the show. Uh, McMahon was at gorilla position majority of the show, directly overseeing the production. Unsurprisingly, this resulted in a huge negative shift in morale as talent realized. Things would likely go back to how they were when Vince McMahon, uh, before Vince McMahon stepped down. Following last night's uh, or following Monday's Raw, hashtag worst Raw ever, trending You're on not. Twitter. Come on, man! Every bit of evidence you need is here, bro. Come on. <sighs> so, well, first off, this was reported, and I genuinely don't know how true this is. The Cody Rhodes and Brock feud was written a month before WrestleMania and was planned before Vince was involved. Uh,. I could see Triple H wanting to do something like that, but to be 100% honest, bro, you can't tell me Vince didn't have some fucking input in that bullshit. And now, the actual thing. There's a lot of speculation. Obviously, it's not confirmed. There's a lot of speculation going around that damage control is done after after Monday. There's all there's also reports that absolutely make me chuckle of that is how the show was supposed to go. Ain't no way. You that expect is... me to believe that Triple H would book a Raw after Mania that bad? Fuck no. Ain't no. no way. Like, literally, that, that's such a bling lie because I remember the hours before that episode of Raw, there was supposed to be a Cody Smith segment. Where he was on the phone with somebody, yep. and that shit never happened. They cut it. Vince cut it. Come on. Absolutely. Um. Man. So. Not to mention all the other. Oh, this was the other one that was getting me. That was how that Seth segment was supposed to go. Yeah. Are you fucking serious? Ain't no way. There's Ain't no. no way. There's no fucking way 
that was the way the show was supposed to, or that was the way that segment was supposed to go. You could see him walking away visibly annoyed with how that segment went. Dude, Pretty Deadly apparently was cut. Uh, that was one of the rumors that was going around. Uh-oh. Oh, Sky Blue is all elite. Oh, look at that. Good for her. Another signing for AEW, man. Yeah, and good no for her, man. Um, pretty deadly got cut. There was supposed to be something with the LWO on the show. Uh, Bailey was supposed to come out with damage control. She got cut. Cody was supposed to be on the phone with somebody. He got cut. Um, I don't know, man. And, and now today we're seeing Drew McIntyre, uh, pulled, from meet and greets and stuff like that. We all we did hear that there was an undisclosed health issue going on with him. So, uh, I mean, I wish him the best. But to be 100% honest, health issue or not, I, I think he's done. I think he is, man. I think he is. Definitely. So, all, the, all those rumors from Monday Night Raw, you cannot tell me... Vince McMahon did not have a heavy fucking load in that show. It it was actually being reported. Um, it was actually being reported that they gave Triple H busy work with whatever the fuck that means, which led to Vince McMahon damn near taking over control of the show. Well, they didn't give him a fucking packet to work on. The fuck does busy work mean? I, I don't know. I don't know, man. I don't know if he gave him a packet to work on, uh, like he's fucking studying for his final. I don't know uh, how to book a show like shit. I don't know if he gave him... I don't know if he fucking gave him... Uh, I don't know if he uh, gave him everybody's Starbucks order and had him run to fucking Starbucks in the middle of the show. I don't know what the fuck happened. <coughs> but apparently... <coughs> excuse me. Apparently, that that's what's been going around. Apparently that's what's been going around, man. And um, good lord, he gave him busy work. Makes no fucking sense. That is insane. Bro's already getting busy work. And then another thing. Mm-hmm. Does everybody remember? Does everybody remember how Triple H was set on doing a draft after SummerSlam? Then it got pushed back because he thought it made the most sense to do it after Mania, which it did. Well, now the WWE draft plans are up in the air. Dude, Triple H is a guy of planning ahead. There's no... The proof is in the pudding, dude. I don't know how much more... I don't know how much more people need to fucking hear this shit, man. But Sean Ross Sapp reported behind Fightful's paywall that WWE... Move plans for the draft late last year at the time. Um, there is no new draft date set. Talent who we have asked about the draft were told that it will be moved to an undetermined time in 2023, which everybody thought was going to be after WrestleMania. Well, uh, the WWE draft was set to happen late last year, but then got moved a draft would have effectively reset the rosters for the new Triple H regime, which was rumored late last year. However, 
Talent were told that it was being moved to an undetermined time in 2023. However, Fightful can confirm that unanimously across over a dozen talent on the WWE roster that has not been, they have not been told about an upcoming draft or even when it could be. It was, it was noted. There were numerous WWE talent that said, that said it, uh, that said in discussing it with others that they just assume that would ha- uh, that it would happen after WrestleMania. That is not the case. If the WWE draft typically happens around that time, the report stated as of Friday afternoon, talent still hadn't been told about that one. This um, this is an interesting situation, especially since television rights deals are coming up. In the past, sources at Fox and USA and USA Network uh, had told Fightful that they uh, that they primor- primarily prefer distinctly different, separate rosters in order to specialize their investment. However, since the Triple H regime took shape, we have heard much less of that. Want to know why? Because Triple H was giving them good product, at least. Exactly. People were in tune. Anyway, didn't even need a draft at the time in terms of, you know, network-wise. With Vince, you need that shit. You need exclusivity because that's the only way people will watch your show. Exactly. The the show sucks, but at least people will watch a little bit because there's people that they like on each show. Exactly. Um, does this sound Triple H-y at all to anybody? Because it doesn't fucking sound Triple H-y to me. I mean, the fucking guy, the, the guy wanted to do this after WrestleMania. When does Triple H push plans so hard like this, bro? It doesn't happen. It doesn't fucking exist. It's all fucking Vince, man. So, Triple H's position... As we wind down to our final three stories on the three-year anniversary. So, Triple H's position in WWE has changed drastically from being the guy to being overruled. It's over, bro. It's It's done. It's fucking curtains, bro. Bro has literally been overruled. Quite literally. The only chance Triple H had... Is WWE selling to somebody who did not want Vince in charge, and they didn't get that? No, I don't think they were ever going to get that. To be honest, no, no, oh, God, no, no, unless somebody fucking swerved Vince and say, "Yeah, we'll yeah. keep you," and then they fucking bought the company and they're like, "Yeah, you're done." Yeah, you're out. That'd be legendary. That ain't happening. During the Wrestling Observer Radio, Dave Meltzer spoke about Vince McMahon's return to power. He noted that McMahon, uh, that he noted that Vince McMahon could be, could very well be in Portland for the show. That being SmackDown, which we have heard since then that he isn't there, but he will be involved virtually, uh, keeping in touch with the show. Unfucking believable. It's crazy. In other words. You're booking my show. I'm just not there present. That's that. In other Literally. words. Um, uh, he was, uh, he noted that Mr. McMahon could very well be in Portland for the show, which like I said, he is there virtually. 
uh, where he could repeat his backstage performance for Monday. He says either he's coming to Portland for SmackDown and tearing up the show, or he's at worst, maybe going to stay in Connecticut and be in the production meeting remote, uh, which he is. Uh, uh, in which case, he'll probably have less tear. Uh, he'll probably have less tearing up of the show because he because he's not there and he's the decision maker and he's number one. He's number one. That's it. He also noted that Triple H's duties have diminished in a huge way. The game simply does not have the power that he used to. He says. Triple H has gone from being the guy to being dressed to to being basically what Paul Heyman was and Bruce Pritchard was before, uh, where they're in charge, but everything they say gets overruled. Good fucking lord! It's it's over with, bro. Yes. It's over with, and it's horrible to see, man. And I'm I'm intrigued how tonight is going to go because me too. It's going to be so funny. If Triple H tries to go out there and basically say, like, yeah, this is my show still, and it's ass anyway because of events. And <laughs> Dude, we know, like we know your shows, bro. We exactly. know what a Triple H show looks like. Exactly, man. But I can see some shit like that happening, man. But it's sad to see, man. It's sad to see, man. I hate to see it go down like this, man. But yep. you know what happened. It is what it is. We knew it, man. We've said it, and it, it came true, man. Sadly, it has come true. Don't get me wrong, man. We enjoyed ourselves while the fun was here. Yeah. I loved Survivor Series. I Thank loved uh, the main event to Royal Rumble. I, I loved Elimination Chamber. I loved Night 1 of WrestleMania. Um, we enjoyed the fuck out of ourselves, man, but the end is here. It's literally here, and nothing we can do, man. Nothing. Nope. Nope. Otherwise, and sit back and uh report on it with you guys, man. So um, yeah, man. On to our final two stories, bro. Let's talk about the WWE morale. Let's talk about the morale, man. Uh, we talk. You know, I I could talk about this until I'm blue in the face, but I said this shit back in uh we said we said the uh, I said this shit back in January when he. When, when he officially came back, you can say he's coming back now. He's physically present now. He, he's been back. He's yeah. been back. Um, so Vince, uh, Vince McMahon's, uh, you know, I talked about this all, you know, I yelled about this in January. Um, just names off the top that I'm just genuinely scared for. Um, Bray Wyatt, he's done. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gunther is done. Um, so many Sami Zayn. I mean, these 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 guys these guys are gonna revert back into their old roles or what Vince had planned for them before, uh, or they're gonna be fired. So, how did the WWE locker room react to this, man? Well, uh, via Fightful Select, Fightful Select dropped a report. Uh, behind their paywall, it was noted that Vince McMahon's return to creative went against everything he previously said. Go figure. Um, went against everything he previously said. After all, Mr. McMahon said in a CNBC interview that he doesn't want to get in the weeds. Meanwhile, he had a heavy chunk of Monday Night Raw, and you can tell. 
these dumb fucks don't think we can tell the difference between a Vince and a Triple H show. They really don't, man. And it's very obvious the difference. One is good, one is not. Absolutely. Uh, it was also noted that the overall dishonesty about the whole situation was a crushing blow to WWE morale. Obviously, that wasn't something that anyone saw coming because they were told the opposite would be happening. After saying he would not be in the weeds with uh, with creative in an interview earlier that day, Vince instead came and made last-minute sweeping changes and frustrated several on his roster. Yeah, do you think... D- Nobody likes the cre- the chaotic environment that Vince likes. Literally, he's the only one that likes it. Literally, man. He is the only person that, that enjoys it. <sighs> They were, uh, they were, there were several that said they didn't even think the changes were creatively poor, but the entire dishonesty of the situation, considering that over a dozen people had previously been fired under Vince McMahon, was a depressing blow. Triple H brought back, uh, brought back a few people Vince McMahon fired over his sweeping pandemic cuts, although Bray Wyatt and Cody Rhodes' returns to WWE were indicated by Vince McMahon. Others others such as Dexter Loomis, Karrion Cross, Scarlett, and Bronson Reed might be a little upset now. And we do too. <sighs> yeah. That's yeah. curtains. It, it is, man. And... <laughs> say but that man i mean every piece of news is just more and more obvious it's it's over with man it is man and i i feel bad for everyone back there and i hope i hope they they all don't lose their jobs again ari emanuel 100 ari emanuel literally said in our very first uh one of our first stories uh i uh, vince has full power of the company that is exactly what the man wanted. It's exactly what he wanted, and, it's, and he fucking got it, man. He got it. Yep, and now there's nobody to tell him otherwise, because yeah. he already put things in place where the shareholders don't have anything to say anymore, and that's just how it is. Either you like it or you don't. All right, man, and as for our final story, um, top WWE superstars prepared to submit... Release requests after Vince McMahon's return. Sean Ross Sapp noted behind Fightful's paywall that some WWE superstars, at least one top superstar, are prepared to request their release. That being said, it seems like a serious situation. Fightful heard from at least two talent, including nearly one, uh, including including one near the top of the card that uh, that they will likely request their release if this is a trend moving forward and other uh, and and others ugh, and others that said they'll ju- others said they will ride out their deal. There are multiple wrestlers who are already exploring other options um, would uh, would be in the event. Uh, where Vince McMahon is steadily involved. The reports do not disclose which superstars uh, dis- um, are prepared to ask for their release, but this could be a very interesting situation for some unknown reason. Endeavor wants to keep Vince McMahon 
in charge of creative. Unbelievable. Even though this would not, uh, even though this is not what anything, this is not what anybody was told would be happening at all. Vince McMahon was around backstage for both nights of WrestleMania. It was also it was not noted at the time that he ran the show, but it was being reported he was not shy about giving his input. Obviously, things changed in a big, big way on Monday Night Raw. Good. I just hope whoever this talent is, actually, I hope these guys have the balls to stand up for it. And I feel like this is the the straw that can break the camel's back for a lot of them. Exactly, man. Exactly. This big person does actually decide to leave and do what they, they're saying. It, it could start, it could spark something, man. It really can. And I'm, I'm curious to see who this person is, man. And I'm curious to see if they would go through with it. Because... They've been, people have said that before. Oh, if this happens, I'm out. Oh, if this happens, people aren't, and they always stay, man. So yeah, they I always, hope nobody ever does anything. Nobody ever actually does anything. So I hope this is, this is the time they actually do something, man. Definitely, definitely, man. And I, I feel like it's not Drew, considering that the person would request their release. I don't know why Drew would request his release. I feel like he would just wait, see yeah. his deal out, but... I don't know, man, Seth. Uh, I could see it being Seth, to be honest. I could see it, especially with what they did to him. Uh, I could see a guy, Bobby Lashley, uh, Lashley, L.A. Knight. I could see L.A. Knight, Bray Wyatt. Oh, Bray Wyatt. Yeah, he's Bray, Bray's gone. Bray's oh, gone. Yeah. Uh, tenfold Bray's gone. But uh, that's all the news for this jam-packed episode of the Notorious Seals podcast, man. This has been episode 156. One last time. I want to thank you guys and everybody who's ever watched a video. I also forgot thank to thank you, you guys in the beginning of the show. But thank you to everybody who has bought a t-shirt. Thank you to yeah. everybody who's streamed uh, us on all platforms, bro. Thank you to anybody who's who's listened to us uh, as an escape um, thank you to, thank you, genuinely, thank you, thank you to everybody, um, Bell, Durante, Logan, uh, my pops, um, JT, Fedna, you guys know what it is, man, thank you guys so much, thank you guys so much, man, everybody who's been involved in this journey with us, mm-hmm. man, and again, thank you to everybody who's ever streamed us, thank you to everybody who's ever watched us here, thank you to everybody who's bought a t-shirt, um, Thank can't all, forget, man. can't forget our boy Khalil. I got a name drop him, man. Yeah. You're yeah. our number one merch buyer. Um, and, oh, uh, boy. we appreciate you so much, man. Um, just constant, uh, constant support of us, man. And genuinely just want to thank you guys, man. But most importantly, again, I want to thank sir. K. I appreciate you so much, bro. I love you. And I'm, I'm just so happy uh, that we've been able to be on this journey together, man. It's It's been a hell of a fucking ride. And it ain't ended cool. anytime soon. Exactly, man. Thank you, man. And again, thank you for being the passion behind the, behind the podcast, man. Absolutely, bro. Absolutely. And I'll, um, yes, thank you. Thank you so much, truly, for the kind words. And, and uh, same same amount of love and gratitude back to you, bro. Um, But yeah, man. Thank you guys. Thank you guys truly so much. Um, thank you guys so much, man. This has been our, this is, this, this, 
<laughs> there's there's the man one what one more on the night man uh yes truly thank you guys uh muhammad thank you thank you so much man um thank you so much i'm sure you'll catch us on the replay brother but thank you uh and thank you to muhammad as well man truly thank, thank you, you to everybody man. who's supported us through through the three years man it's not ending anytime soon and this if this is my life work i am truly truly so proud for the three years we put into it man and thank you guys truly so much truly man thank you all man thank you and thank you bro absolutely bro from the bottom of my heart man thank you guys so much we love you guys so much and it has been always always a pleasure for my johnny mayhem and i sir k and that is going to do it for this edition of the Notorious Heels Podcast, man. An amazing, an amazing, amazing three-year uh, three year anniversary episode for us, man. And thank you guys so much from the bottom of my heart. Please like, comment, and subscribe. And we will see you guys on Monday with Notorious Unscripted. Good luck, guys. Peace.